Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Has anyone ever told you you were too small to do something? Too small to go on an amusement park ride? Too small to join the bigger kids in one of their games? Well, as we're about to learn, sometimes being small can bring big rewards. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called Catching Fire. Versions of this tale come from what's now known as the West African country of Benin. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this folktale, including father and daughter duo Chuck and Lily Cooper. Tony Award winner Chuck Cooper has starred in numerous Broadway shows, including Chicago, Choir Boy, The Cherry Orchard, and The Life. Tony Award nominee Lily Cooper has wowed Broadway audiences in such shows as Spring Awakening, SpongeBob SquarePants, Tootsie, and Wicked. So circle around, everyone, for Catching Fire. Long, long ago, when Mawu, the creator goddess, first brought the world into being, She sculpted mountains, valleys, and deserts. She planted flowers, grasses, and trees. She poured water into rivers, lakes, and oceans. There was just one thing missing. Fire. You see, Mawu kept all the fire for herself, fiercely protecting the crackling, blazing flames in her kingdom above the clouds. Back in those early times, the animals of the earth all spoke the same language. And one day, Lion called his fellow creatures together. Friends, for as long as any of us can remember, our nights have been dark and cold. Once the sun goes down, we have no way to see or to keep warm. If one of you could journey to Mawu's kingdom and fetch us some fire, you would be a hero. So... Who would like to volunteer? Lion's bright amber eyes traveled from animal to animal. At last, they rested on Panther. Panther, you are brave and fierce. Could you travel to Mawu's kingdom and bring us back some fire? Panther arched her sleek black back. I sure can try. In a flash, Panther raced to the top of the tallest mountain and launched herself into the sky. When she broke through the clouds, she found herself in Mawu's kingdom. And what did her emerald green eyes spot when she got there? Ooh. But a raging, blazing fire. Pressing her sinewy body low to the ground, Panther skulked over to a bush and broke off a branch. She clutched the branch in her teeth, then crept toward the flickering flames. But just as she was about to set the branch afire... Hey, you there! A voice stopped her right in her tracks. And do you know who that voice belonged to? You guessed it. Mawu. How dare you try and steal fire from my kingdom? 
After all I've given you, Earth creatures, this is how you show thanks. Be gone at once. Panther dropped the branch and sprang away from the fire. When she dove back down to Earth, Lion and the other animals were waiting with bated breath. Well, Panther, where's the fire? Panther tucked her long black tail between her legs. I'm sorry, Lion. I couldn't bring any fire. I tried to be all sneaky and stealthy, just like when I hunt. But Mawu caught me in the act. Lion gave Panther's shoulder a friendly pat. That's okay, Panther. That's okay. At least you gave it a go, right? But we really need this fire, friends. Perhaps someone else could take a crack at it? Lion gazed around, then nodded his shaggy head toward Antelope. Antelope? How about you? You're nimble and swift. I'll bet you could nab some fire and come back to Earth without Mawu even noticing. Antelope flexed his long, lean legs. I guess it's worth a shot. So now Antelope leaped from the top of the tallest mountain and broke through the clouds. And when he reached Mawu's kingdom... Whoa! He too saw the crackling, roaring fire. Without missing a beat, he grabbed a branch from the bush, clenched it between his teeth, then bounded toward the flames. But before he could set the stick alight... Oh, no. Not another one. He found himself staring into the enraged eyes of Mawu. How dare you try and steal fire from my kingdom? After all I've given you, Earth creatures, this is how you show thanks? Be gone at once. Trembling with fear, Antelope dropped the stick, plunged through the clouds, and sailed back down to Earth. Antelope, that was fast. Where's the fire? Antelope hung his long, curvy antlers in embarrassment. I couldn't get any fire, Lion. I tried to be quick and nimble, just like when I sprint across the wide open plains, but Mawu took me by surprise. I understand, Antelope. Thanks for trying. Lion slumped his tawny brown shoulders. I don't know, friends. Maybe we should just give up. Maybe we should just get accustomed to cold, dark nights. Maybe we should just... Lion, wait! There's no need to give up. The two of us know exactly how to bring fire back from Mawu's kingdom. You just have to trust us. Who is the mysterious pair that spoke up just now? And can they really bring fire down to Earth? We'll find out after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Support for Circle Round comes from Wondery with the new podcast, The Cat in the Hat Cast, perfect for the whole family. Join the cat in the hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Bursting with music, silliness, and rhymes, the Cat in the Hat cast encourages us all to find fun that is funny in every episode. Listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today, our story is called Catching Fire. Before the break, the creator goddess Mawu was keeping all the fire in the universe up in her kingdom above the clouds. She guarded it fiercely and wouldn't share it with anyone. So when brave panther and nimble antelope tried to steal it, Mawu frightened them away. The animals were about to give up and resign themselves to night after night of squinting in the dark and shivering in the cold when two voices piped up, saying they could help. Lion lowered his fuzzy head until he came eye to eye with tortoise and chameleon. The pair of pint-sized creatures wore big old grins on their tiny little faces. Tortoise? Chameleon? You two are so tiny, I didn't realize you were here. Yeah, that happens a lot, doesn't it, chameleon? Sure does. Tortoise. But what you larger animals don't realize is that even though Chameleon and I are small... We've got some big ideas. Huge! Like how to get fire from Mao's kingdom. The other animals were quiet for a moment until... <laughs> Panther and Antelope burst out laughing. Oh, come now, you two. Stop pulling her legs. If big, brave animals like us could get Mao's fire. There's no way you pipsqueaks can. <laughs> Panther, Antelope, please. Lion fixed Tortoise and Chameleon with a steady gaze. All right, you two. You really think you're up for this? Oh, we don't think we're up for it, Lion. We know it. And with that, the two teensy critters set off for the top of the tallest mountain. It took them a while to get there. Seven whole days, in fact. But when they finally reached the peak, Tortoise gave Chameleon a nod. Ready, Chameleon? Ready, Tortoise. See you soon. Chameleon pushed off his stumpy legs then broke through the clouds to Mawu's kingdom. Just like the other bigger animals before him, Chameleon immediately snatched up a stick and made his way toward the popping, spluttering fire. But unlike the other bigger animals before him, Chameleon did it without Mawu noticing. And can you guess why? Well, Chameleon had a smaller body, of course, but he also had a special ability. The ability to camouflage he could change his color to blend in with everything around him. So as he scuttled over to Mawu's fire, he was basically invisible. Quick as a wink, Chameleon set the stick ablaze. But as he scurried away, he heard a voice that made his cold reptilian blood turn even colder. What's this I'm seeing? A flame escaping from my fire all by itself? How is that possible? 
As Mawu lunged toward the burning stick, Chameleon didn't waste a second. He dove through the clouds and sailed downward until he reached the top of the mountain, where his buddy Tortoise was waiting. Here's the fire, Tortoise. But be careful. Mawu's onto us. Not to worry, Chameleon. I've totally got this covered. You can count on... Tortoise's words were drowned out by a massive clap of thunder. The next thing she and Chameleon knew, the skies darkened, the wind picked up, and the clouds unleashed sheet after sheet of rain. You see, back in Mawu's kingdom, the moment the enraged goddess discovered some of her fire escaping down to Earth, she used her powers to whip up a storm in hopes that the rain would snuff the fire out. But guess what? The rain did not snuff the fire out. And do you know why? Because Clever Tortoise had stuck the blazing stick inside her shell. So now the fire was safe, but Tortoise was sweltering. As the stick smoldered and smoked under her thick outer covering, Tortoise began to sweat and pant. And then, just when she thought she would pass out from the heat, the rain stopped. High above the clouds, Mau's flashing eyes had been scouring the earth for signs of her missing fire. Thanks to Tortoise, she didn't see any. So the goddess finally gave up and called off the rain. Now that the skies were clear, Tortoise breathed a sigh of relief as she pulled the burning stick out from her shell. And she and Chameleon took turns carrying the flame back down the mountain where the other, bigger animals greeted them with cheers and smiles. That was the last time the animals ever shivered through the night or squinted to see each other in the dark. It was also the last time they ever mocked Tortoise and Chameleon for their size. Because now they knew that sometimes, to come up with a big idea, you have to start small. Now it's your turn. What's one little thing you can do to make a big difference? Maybe you can plant a tree in your yard, head to the local park to pick up trash, or donate clothing you don't wear anymore. It may seem small, but the results can be huge. This week's story, Catching Fire, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by our supervising producer, Amory Sievertson. Eric Shimalonis is the mastermind behind our original music and sound design. Our artist is Sabina Hun. Sabina has drawn a black and white picture for every Circle Round story, so you can color while you listen. Grown-ups, you can find our coloring pages at wbur.org slash circle round, along with links to the Circle Round soundtrack, t-shirt, and coloring book. Special thanks to this week's actors, Edward Hong, Jefferson A. Russell, Alexia Trainer, Melissa Victor, Lily Cooper, and Chuck Cooper. Lily and her father Chuck have starred in a ton of Broadway shows. Lily will next be seen on November 10th at Carnegie Hall in The Eyes of the World, from D-Day to V-E Day. She's also the founder of the Places Please Project, which provides rent relief for theater workers. Chuck Cooper will next appear in the Broadway production of Trouble in Mind at the American Airlines Theater. Previews start October 29th. Our featured instrument this week was the djembe. 
You can learn more about this West African hand drum and see a picture on our website. Again, that's WBUR.org slash Circle Round. Want to help spread the Circle Round word? Please give us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you use. And tell your friends to subscribe to the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling round with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. My name is Alice, and I live in Franklin, Tennessee, and my favorite Circle Round story is The Dozen Loaves of Bread. And my favorite part is when they patched up a hole with bread. Hi, my name is Rose. I live in Kansas City. My favorite story is the three-legged pot. I like the part when it goes to the North Pole and takes the legs. Hi, my name is Isla, and I live in Portland, Oregon. And my favorite Circle Round story is the dinner party because I like the part when the turtle tricks the spider. Hi, my name is Neil. And I'm from Austin, Texas. My favorite story is Nilsa and the Troll. And my favorite part is when Nilsa meets the Troll. Hi, my name is Belle, and I live in Pennsylvania. And my favorite Circle Round story is Wrinkles in the Middle. Hi, my name is Julian. I live in Oahu, Hawaii. My favorite Circle Round story is the one catcher I like when they have the boat race and they build a boat and that's the leader of the island. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's WBUR.org slash Circle Round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.